Excuse me, are you a horse? Nay. Well, that's inconclusive. It's manners. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. Ah, it's another Saturday morning recording. Well, you know, sometimes mental health comes first. And sometimes your baby is unreasonable. Yes. That's the the other day. I believe it was uh, Thursday. She simply refused to sleep. We would put her down for the nap. And she would say, meh, I'm just going to lay here and attempt to crawl for hours. She was practicing. Yeah, it just resulted in a lot of like, uh, like if you were in a yoga class, she was like the one where you're like, why is she in this class? She (laughs) should be in like a beginner class. What is going on? Because like she just couldn't hold any of the poses. And she would face plant a lot and get mad. And they get very mad. And then also not sleep. So we're recording on Saturday morning. Uh, Baby Dot is joining us in the studio. Um, And it is another special, I would say, Max Fun Drive episode. Uh, You'll hear me talk about the Max Fun Drive throughout the episode, but this is just a quick reminder. This is your chance to support the art and artists you love. If you're able to, uh, you become a Max Fun member by choosing the monthly membership level that you are comfortable with. And then you get rewards for it. You can check out all the levels and sign up at MaximumFun.org slash join. So this episode, I would say, is very special because this is kind of a crossover. It is a little bit. Between uh, Schmanners and my brother, my brother and me. Because what is it about horses? What is it about horses? Well, I'll tell you. Okay. This is my theory. All right. I think the theory is that there is a lot going on with horses. Okay. But I think much like dogs... I think horses became a thing that human beings would not be where we are today without the animal that is the horse. Okay. Yeah. I can Um, get that. More so than even like cows, sheep, other like domesticated farm animals. Mm -hmm. I think the horse was a means of conveyance and labor and companionship. And And also food. And food, and it's beautiful. A yes. horse is beautiful. Like, a horse in motion is a beautiful living machine of just, like, sheer power. I mean, here we are, what, a, a easily a century into having cars, and we still describe engine power as horsepower. It's true. Right? So, uh, okay, that's a very lovely general sentiment. But what also, is they're it? cool. You can ride them, <laughs> cowboys. Is that what it is? Is I was asking, like, what is it about horses and Mabimbam? How? Okay, did, so tell the story. Okay, any I, story. I, I I don't remember how it became so beloved. I mean, there's a lot of Yahoo Answers questions about horses hmm. in the horse community, and like horses are cool. Yeah, and horses are beautiful. Okay, and I think that the thing about the Macquarie brothers, if I might pull back the curtain a little bit, is sometimes there is no dividing line between 
us unironically loving something and ironically loving something. Mm, okay. So, like, I cannot tell you how it began, but I can tell you now our sincere love of horses is true and beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it started that way or if it's just evolved this way. I can't really tell you. But now, I mean, the thing is, is I do love horses. I've loved horses for a long time, but it what's is... Your, what's your personal horse experience, then? My horse experience? Because I I suppose I had always thought that it was more of a, of a myth, a mythos surrounding the horse that you and your brothers were into. Well, see, this is the thing. Is it? Is I don't, it? I don't know. Because oftentimes, Justin Griffin and I will operate as a hive mind. Mm-hmm. And one of us will introduce something. And the other two will be like, well, yeah, of course. Something of horses are amazing. Horses are amazing. Or uh, ghosts are awesome. Whatever. Right? And it's just like, yeah. And then pretty soon it's like, wait, where did my idea of this begin and end? Versus their suggestion, I have no idea. Okay. We we just buy into the bit real hard. But my personal horse experience is, uh, so I remember maybe one of my first like conceptual idea. Okay, so this is the thing in pop culture. There is a lot of like horse as companion and friend, sure, right? More than just like driving the vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have like the horse in Neverending Story or um, there was a lot of horse stuff in Hercules and Xena, which I grew up watching every episode of. Um, Briscoe County Jr., which I loved. His horse was like a character that had like personality and uh, interacted. Like that's a thing that happens a lot in, in movies and TV shows is they give the horse like a personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, that's a thing. Even now, more recently, in the Witcher TV show, Roach has his whole, like, personality and relationship with the Witcher. So, I think it started there. I as can't I, comment because I don't watch that show. Yeah, that's fair. But I saw <laughs> it as, like, kind of a big dog that okay. one could ride. Sure. Uh, and then I remember going to see a rodeo that came through town. Okay, so rodeo is an experience you've had that I have not. I've yes. never been to a rodeo. Um, and there was a, a horse, I believe, named Hot Diggity. And I still remember the name to this day. To the point where I took home like one of those like fancy programs you would pay for to buy. And it had like a full like two-page spread about Hot Diggity or whatever. And he like did tricks. And I thought that was cool. Um, I think the first time i rode a horse i was like 12 okay and i was like at like a summer camp thing and rode a horse uh but like that that is kind of like my recurring then from then on experience with horses is i was at a thing there was the chance to ride a horse i did so for like an hour or two and then i went home and many years passed before (laughs) repeat yes um, I, I had a similar experience. I was at Girl Scout camp where I first rode a horse. And it was um, it was where you have uh, somebody on the lead, right? Yeah. And then you, you hold the bridle, but uh, or the reins, I should say. You hold the reins. Who knows? Um, and then... No one knows what all that stuff's called. So that was... That's the trick. <laughs> That's what they don't tell you. It's all made up. Um, but I just remember... Just being in awe of how big horses can be. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm five two, so I'm not a large person. Um. But just 
just being next to or being on an animal that big is really what 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 clouds my whole impression. Oh yeah, it's I mean I'm seven foot hugeness. four, and they're still <laughs> huge to me. You know what I mean? Like I'm still impressed by their size. I think that probably even the smallest height wise horse that we've ever that I've ever ridden was the Fjord horses that mm-hmm. we rode in Scotland on our honeymoon. Yeah, we went through They were quite beefy. I, it, I know that's not the right word. They they had stocky. Stocky. Yes. Well, yeah, the one that I rode uh he took a lot of work. That's the thing <laughs> is I rode him and yeah, I rode him and the the woman who was like coaching us was like, "Yeah, he's a little stubborn, so like you really got to like get him going." But <laughs> That was Baby Dot. She loves horses, too. Um, we It was a very majestic ride, I would say, through the highlands of Scotland. We, like, rode through a stream and passed, like, a 400-year-old church and, like, then ended the day in a, an old stone barn having, like, tea off a tarnished silver tea set surrounded by horses by a roaring fire. It's pretty great, you guys. Pretty storybook <laughs> stuff. Hey, folks. Travis here. Jumping in to tell you a little bit about the Max Fun Drive. How does it work, you ask? Well, it's easy. You go to MaximumFun.org forward slash join. You find a membership level that you are comfortable with, and you become a member. It's just that easy. And then when you do, you will pick the shows that you listen to, these shows that are part of your life, these shows that you have come to rely on for entertainment or for education or for company or for all of the above and more. And when you do... Uh, about 30% of your membership dues are going to go to support Max Fun. That does things like help them pay their staff, keep the lights on, and, you know, fund Max Fun Drive events. Um, but the rest of it goes to the shows you love. So your membership directly benefits the content and content creators that you love. Um, and it's, you know, it's tough out there. And we know that there's a lot of uncertainty now and looking at the future. So if you're not able to become a member this year, we totally understand. We totally get it. There is absolutely no pressure. And, you know, there's other ways to support. You can share the show with friends. You can share the link to the Max Fun Drive with other people. You can talk about why you love these shows on social media or, you know, in a phone call. Can you believe it? A phone call with someone? All of these things help us. Um, And there's also rewards. Oh, yeah. If you become a member there's rewards. And that also counts if you upgrade to a new membership level. Uh, For $5 a month, you get access to over 200 hours of bonus content. There's some videos in there. There's some recordings in there. There's some episodes that you won't hear anywhere else. Uh, We did a Schmanners episode about the fartist, the petamane, who, uh, well, you'll find out. But his name, uh, the fartist, kind of gives a little bit of it away. Uh, This year, we also recorded an episode about outdated etiquette that no longer applies but there's there's content from all max fun shows not just this year but for every max fun drive past it is pretty much i think the best reward and you get it for just five dollars a month for ten dollars a month you get all the bonus content as well as a really cool enamel pin 
How do I know it's cool? Well, you get to pick it. It's it's from there's one for every Max Fun show. You can pick which one you want, as well as getting a membership card. Uh, and you know what? There's a bunch of other levels: twenty dollars, thirty five dollars. But that's just some of the the levels that you you can find at maximumfun.org/join. Uh, and once again, we just really appreciate it. So if you want to check that out, you can go to maximumfun.org/join. Thank you. So why are we talking? Are we just writing a love letter to horses? Or is, or we what are, could. Yeah. But um, I'd horses. Like, I'd like to own a horse. But can you really own a horse? I'd like no. to partner with a horse, <laughs> become friends with. You'd be, like you'd uh, like to uh, to lease a horse. I'd like to be at least it from God, maybe. <laughs> uh, we're talking about horses and horseback riding because, like a lot of things, um, it really shapes the culture. Yeah. Of of where you are, um, especially if you know you are a very uh, horse drawn uh, community. Uh, <laughs> I w- I would be willing to bet, and I have not like read the copy uh, or or done any research into it, but I'd be willing to bet that there's probably. And once again, as I've said often on the show, a sociologist could do this better than me, but that there's probably like etiquette we still do today with like cars and stuff. That has just evolved from like the overlap of like when horse carriages and stuff are like the main means of conveyance. I, I believe so. Um, I have heard, and I don't have any uh, any research to back this up, but I have heard that a lot of the bicycle manners that we use are directly descended from horse manners. Yeah. Um, things like signaling and stuff like that. So tell me of horses. The year <laughs> well, was 60,000 BCE or whatever. Not not quite. Uh, okay. So first of all, let me say that if you are interested in horses, dear listener. Um, They're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> highly recommended that you watch the PBS series Equus, the story of the horse. Not the play Equus. That's a much different thing. Yes. Okay. Uh, so 6,000 years ago. On the grasslands of Ukraine, uh, so like southwest Russia and also west Kazakhstan, um, you see that uh, this is the point where horses um, start to move from wild to domesticated. They begin to allow us passage on the good ship horse. Right. Um Baby God has also gotten very vocal lately. <laughs> she's not upset people at home. She's just joining in the conversation. She's, have, she's having a great time. Um, here's the thing about horses, right? They don't really need us. Uh, they have, you know, if they are allowed to run free and, like, do their thing, they can eat lots of different grasses and uh, berries and, you know, whatever it is that they can find. Uh, they also um, are able to reproduce without us, which is not the way that a lot of um, our now domesticated animals are. But also they can, um, you know, all the things that you think about horseshoes don't really need them no. if they're running around and they can um, defend themselves and they can defend themselves same so, thing with it's not like cows and sheep and stuff where it's like oh no a predator 
horses can kick and bite real good. That's right. That's right. Same thing with the teeth, right? So um, we have talked about how horses get long in the tooth, but if they're running around and, you know, scraping bark and eating things that are hard, their teeth wear down as well. So they can pretty much, like I said, live on without us. Hey, a little idiom sidebar. Why should you not look a gift horse in the mouth, Teresa? Because if it's a gift you want you don't want to insult the person giving it to you by looking at, at how long their teeth are ergo how old they are right you don't it's rude folks that's what it means okay also it's champing at the bit everybody it's not chomping at the bit it's champing at the bit if you're eager to get going you're champing at the bit that's the what it is it's not chomping oh. at the bit it's champing at the bit that's okay. just a little thing just a little piece from me to you um so horses uh, would okay. Let's let's put the tiger on the table and yell at it. Okay. Okay. What? Another little my brother, my brother and me crossover. <laughs> that might be an idiom we made up. I think so. But I I would be willing to say that as much as I love horses and horse culture, and we're going to talk a lot about it, I think that if you look throughout human the human interaction with horses more often than not like the huge vast majority of the time i think that the way that human beings have relied on horses or used horses uh broaches on or just deep dives into cruelty at a lot of times right yes. when we're talking about like horseshoes or like drawing carriages or like breaking stallions to use like i i i think it is not Great. It's not good. So it's a sliding scale, right? So um, there's no evidence that shoeing a horse correctly is painful um, because the outer edge of their hooves is made out of keratin. So like the it's same like thing piercing. that you're It's like putting an earring through a long fingernail. You don't feel Exactly. It. Exactly. But it requires a lot of upkeep. It requires a lot of cleaning um, and... If you shoe a horse incorrectly, it absolutely can kill that horse. Not just the immediate pain, but over time, changing their gait and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I do believe, um, I am one of those staunch believers that I don't believe that horse-drawn carriages should be on um, vehicular roads. Um, For a couple of reasons. One, it's really hard on their joints. The asphalt... Uh, a horse, Ovs, is meant to walk on, like, earth. Grass and dirt and stuff. Um, but also, um, a horse's nose is pretty much, like, right up the tailpipe of the, the car in front of it. Um, and so they're breathing in that exhaust all day. And there's all of the, like, the noises that go with cars. And horses can be easily spooked like that. So, like, they're constantly, it can cause their hearts to race. And it, so that is something I think is at, is at the other end. Well, and not only that. I mean, really, if you look throughout, like, there was a long, long time before we got to a point where human beings were like, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't treat these living beings and i'm talking about like all animals now like items like items to be used like props for a show like there used to be practices of like diving horses Mm. where the and and now what's interesting is 
I so I was thinking about this recently, listening to a podcast called The Band and Carousel, and they were talking about like the last diving horse that was like up until like nineteen seventy. Whoa. But like apparently it was like the horse does it voluntarily, it gets fed well and treated well and there's no danger and all that stuff. But it's just the kind of thing of like for a long time horses were treated as, you know, commodities, props, This vehicles. is something that's come full circle. Yeah. Um, because it didn't always, it wasn't always that way. Oh, in, yeah? in fact, um, there's a lot of reverence for horses and the fact that we find so many uh, cave drawings of horses, um, especially in the um, Adèche Gorge in uh, southern France, which is known as the Sistine Chapel of the Stone Age. Ooh. There is a replica of a lot of these different drawings because obviously the originals are, are very fragile, so people don't visit those. But it's so prominently featured that there's like a whole room full of beautiful horse paintings. Um, and it's, it's hypothesized that there are so many horses there um, because they were hunted, but also had a kind of like uh, a spirit to their their being, right? So you would hunt it and then you would thank it for letting you hunt it, like that kind of thought yeah. process, you know what I mean? Re- revered. Revered, exactly, exactly. So it's like a show of respect mm-hmm. to the well, spirit that, of the I, horse. I, I, I can totally get that because that's another thing about horses. Big old eyes. Oh, Really that. easy to like uh, uh, read into them of like emotion and spirit and that kind of thing. I think that's another reason that horses uh, hold such a high place in, in like human experience is it's really easy to like look into those big, beautiful eyes and be like, I see within you <laughs> the beauty of your being or whatever. Exactly. Um, And so. Well, hold on. We're going to talk more about horses. Okay. I promise everyone, you're everyone at home. I know you're loving this, but first, how about a thank you note for our sponsors and a little message about the Max Fun Drive? We want to write a thank you to our friends at DoorDash. Thank you so much, DoorDash, for sponsoring the show. And DoorDash, thank you for making it easy to support restaurants in our community safely. There are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. You can support your favorite restaurants on DoorDash because They bring you the food you're craving right now, right to your door, and ordering is easy. You just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. And like I said, a lot of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery, and you can find them on the DoorDash app. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more and zero delivery fees for the first month when you download the DoorDash app and enter code SCHMANNERS. That's $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees for a month when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code SCHMANNERS. Don't forget, that's code SCHMANNERS for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. 
And I also, real quick, want to remind you that it is Max Fun Drive. Um, you know, this is a low pressure drive. It's going for a month. We know it's tough out there. So if you're not able to become a member, we totally understand. But if you are interested in becoming a member, I would just ask that you do it now while you're thinking about it. You know, sometimes you can go, you know, extra weeks between episodes. Sometimes you, you know, won't listen to an episode for a couple months. And if that's the case, I don't want you to miss your chance to get all the amazing bonus content and reward levels and all that stuff. And, you know, it's also fun to be part of, of the action. So MaximumFun.org slash join. Uh, you can also increase your membership uh, or, you know, change the shows you listen to or any of those things at MaximumFun.org slash manage. Okay, we're back. More All about right. horses. More about horses. Horses about horses. <laughs> so remember that that, that 6,000 years ago mark? Yes. That is the mark that we believe humans may have actually just started riding the horse. That's Not the point only, in which some fool went, I'm going to get on that. I'm going to get on that. Hey, you know what? We've been looking at these things for a long time now. I'm going to jump on one. Before that, like I said, horses were hunted, also probably used for milk. Uh, you can... You can milk a horse. Uh, you know, baby horses do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Meet the Parents led me to believe that you can milk anything with nipples. I believe <laughs> was the line. Okay. Gross. It's in the, it's not gross. It's natural. It's nature, honey. Okay. Uh, so it's pretty safe to say that before humans started riding horses, they mm-hmm. probably just walked everywhere. Yeah. Right? Um, so now that you've been introduced to the idea of speed and distance uh, while riding a horse, we have to say that the world would never be the same. This is what I'm saying, right? Like this is how this ability to be able to say like, you know what? Before now, the idea of like traveling over those mountains or whatever was like a four day, five day journey. And now we can go there and back. In a day, right? That, that changes the way you think about the world. I, Not only that, but you could carry more loads. You could um, weather greater extremes. You could take of somebody travel. with you. You could take children with you by setting them on the horse with you and not having to carry them. Mm-hmm. I think that once again, sociologist or historian or whatever could do it better than me. But I would, I would posit that horses, horses to cars to planes to now internet expanded our concept of the size, like the scope of influence and experience of like for a long time, you would think of like the the area you were in and beyond that, who cares, right? Like you're mm-hmm. never going to see it. It doesn't matter. And then you're like, oh, I can ride a horse. Now I'm thinking in terms of like, you know, we could get and like maybe railway, any big travel ships, that yeah. kind of thing. To now internet where it's like everything is in your fingertips. And horses started off. I'm saying horses was early internet. Was the first internet. Um, And so every horse culture across the world um, has seemed to develop within their breeding of horses uh, what it is exactly they need. So uh, you can find gigantic Clydesdales bred in Scotland to pull wagons Mm -hmm. or small Yucatan horses in Arctic Russia who are even able to live comfortably at like minus 50 degrees i don't know what it is about my brain but you said are even able to and my brain filled in open doors (laughs) (laughs) you know it's not outside the realm of like velociraptors i don't know why that was where my brain went 
Um, and as horses spread across the globe, so did this reverence of the spirit- spirituality of horses. Um, so it's thought that the myth of the centaur yeah. originated. Oh, from I like the first how you said that. Centaur. Centaur. Uh, for the first I time, say the centaur. Grecian. Am I wrong? Centaur. Centaur. I don't know. Okay, go on. It's not important. Anyway, the Grecian people saw a rider on on a horse, right? That that makes sense. Yeah. If you think about something that's half man, half horse, and you see someone riding a horse, maybe that's it. Yeah. Although, to be fair, it's weird that they said, I'm just going to scoot the human half forward to put it where the head is, instead of just saying, like, here's a horse, and there's a human growing out of the back. (laughs) Okay. I guess uh, at that point, it's all horse, half human. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Now, here's the, the first rung of the proverbial horse ladder okay. that we need to talk about. is horses for war. Warses. Warses. War horses. Um, I like the way I said it better. <laughs> of course you do. Of courses. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, so, when you start using a horse for war... Um, you have to make it so that the horses are exclusive to higher ranking officers, right? You don't want to send out the front lines on horses because you're then you don't have horses anymore. Yeah. I mean, right? horses, horses are a resource. Exactly. Are resources. Oh, God. <laughs> when does it end? I don't know. But for a long time, you got to think like horses were like the tanks. Yes. You know, like yes. it was the new technology of of war. So what happens is because horses are such a good uh, resource, they become a, a status symbol. So mm. higher ranking officers have more horses. They keep horses. They amass wealth. So then they capture horses from enemies when they like. Yeah, sure. And then horses as themselves become a status symbol. And then wealth becomes measured in ability to keep and have horses. And it just. Oh, and we talked about this with yeah, chivalry, right? Exactly. Exactly, exactly. Um, so it, it just keeps going up this ladder, as I talked about, of the horses are so important that it elevates a person's status, and then they get more horses and then amass more wealth in it. It, yeah. it really is a cultural phenomenon, if you think about it. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, that I mean, that completely makes sense. But it's interesting how, like, recursive that is, of, mm-hmm. like, if you have horses, you get horses. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, let's... Step one, get horses. Step two, question mark. <laughs> Step three, more horses. More horses. Let's jump around a little bit. So, okay. let's jump go... around. We're going to go up to uh, the 1600s okay. in the Americas. Um, I've heard of it, yes. At this point, um, horses had been introduced uh, by the Spanish to the Americas, and... Are horses not native to the U.S.? They are not. Oh, but they seem so... So natural out there on the Great Plains. They sure do. They love it. But they're not indigenous. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Hey, folks, just jumping in here real quick. After we finished the episode, we went back and did some more research, and we found a dissertation by Yvette Running Horse Colin uh, that, that shows evidence that there were horses native uh, to the Americas before 
there were any settlers here. Um, if you want to read more about it, uh, we found it in a story titled Yes World, There Were Horses and Native Culture Before the Settlers Came on IndianCountryToday.com. Uh, and it shows that there was fossil evidence and all of these things showing that it is far more likely, perhaps, that horses originated in the Americas and spread out and then came back with settlers. So if you want to check that out, uh, like I said, IndianCountryToday.com. And the title of the story is Yes World, There Were Horses in Native Culture Before the Settlers Came. Thank you. Bye. Back to the show. But it is a very important part to uh, the people of the Americas. Um, And so um, they probably escaped their foreign uh, owners and went back to the wild, right? And then were domesticated again Mm. through a different line. Um, But there are no real, like, trade regulations or specific animal laws that uh, govern the hundreds of horses who began to form in wild herds all over the American West. Yeah. Uh, Even today, there is a Bureau of Land Management, which is responsible for the care and management of these wild herds that are still going strong in the U.S. Oh, cool. I think that's another reason why it feels like they they were native, but they're not. Okay. Okay, so let's get to the fancy stuff. Okay. Um, Queen Elizabeth herself... Is an, is an avid rider. Again, this has the whole thing about the status of horses, right? She has eight horses all to herself. Okay. She's in her But 90s. she can only ride one at a time. I know. That, I, That's unless, the, wait, hold on. Well, has she learned how to stack them up? <laughs> oh, my God. Does she know something I don't? And this all comes from... Did y'all just hear that tiny baby bird? I'm going to leave that in. I'm not going to add that out. Baby dog is now standing next to me. It's just a tiny baby. This is a special Max Fun Drive episode, so I'm going to leave the baby bird in. Oh, boy. Uh, I might even amplify it. I might go back through it. Okay, you were saying what about horses? (laughs) Even that seems like a joke to me. Just Uh, because I said horses? Yes. (laughs) Oh, no. Second episode in a row. Teresa's broken. Um, again, the status symbol that we talked about, uh, starting with the Industrial Revolution in Europe, uh, if you had land, that meant you were very well off because cities and, and towns began to get stacked on top of each other. Yeah. Um, so, and you needed land to ride and keep horses. Um, same thing with ladies in finishing school, right? So you were taught to ride uh, side saddle for modesty and show of good breeding. I bet that that's like... Okay, I've never ridden side saddle before, but it's got to be harder to stay on, right? Like that, like... I mean, you. I don't think you can go as fast. <sighs> That's silly. Because you might fall off. That's silly. Um, there is, there is a lot to do with the new, uh, the relatively new, it's only about 200 years old, the idea of, of horse racing um, as status and... Uh, and wealth garnering. Yeah. Um, and the thorough... Oh, uh-huh. she's really into the racing. Wow, baby uh, Nay or, or four, do you think? I don't know. Um, and uh, also siring for, for money. 
these these magnificent thoroughbred I bet horses. We could, do, we could do like a whole like derby episode if we haven't already, right? And that's not to yes. say we are endorsing the practice of horse racing or anything along those lines, but it is a huge cultural impact. So when we talk about like day at the races, the Kentucky, all the derbies, I think there's just the one Kentucky Derby. But yeah. well. I mean, there are lots of horse races. There's the Ascot race and all that kind of stuff. Uh, So it spans many continents. But let's talk about horse riding etiquette. Please do. Um, So horses, like uh, a lot of things, have a learning curve. So don't try and ride a horse by yourself. If oh, you, I thought you meant the horse itself. No, no, no. I learned, which was like, well, I yeah, mean, okay, sure. Yeah, sure, you gotta teach ta- it. I, I can't, I don't think that there are any horses that listen to this, this show. You don't know that. So I'm talking to people. If you are an inexperienced rider. Okay, but if you're a horse, you can keep listening. Please don't turn off. Thank you for your support. Horses, if you want to sign up, you can go to MaximumFun.org slash join slash horses. Oh, boy. That's, they, it's bigger keys. <laughs> Just let me get through one bullet point. Yep, keep going. Travis McElroy. You got it. Just doing my job. So you I don't want to interrupt you. It's just like this is the only thing I'm bringing to the table is interrupting you with weird dumb jokes. Again, Uh don't ride by yourself and also wear a helmet um, because it's even more dangerous than a bicycle. Because it's an animal, right? Do you remember when we rode in the Highlands and like they had one one helmet that fit me, and they're like, "Oh, you're really lucky. We just like specially ordered this like yeah. two weeks ago because <laughs> like I have a giant head, and even then it was tight and hurt my head a lot." <laughs> and uh, next, you should always uh, put the horses in uh, experience order. Although you should also never put the least experienced horse at the end. Um, so you kind of do almost like. A sandwich, right? A horse, sure. a horse riding sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you want uh, an experienced horse, less experienced horse, and a like middle experienced horse if you're riding in three. Um, also, just like cars, you want to make sure that you have enough room in between horses. So about a horse length between horses mm-hmm. you're riding on, which makes sense. I don't want one horse up another's butt. Can we say but? I think we can. Do you think horses were the first smart cars? Because, like, they don't want to run into anything either, right? I guess not. We just need to give smart cars the AI of horses. This isn't anything. Okay, Okay. keep going. (laughs) Uh, Next is if you're going to pass someone on a horse, make sure that they know you are passing. um, And be sure to pass at the same pace you're riding at, not going faster or slower. Um if you are riding, that is the thing. Most of the time now, most horse riding you're doing, unless like you own a horse and you're going out for like a horse ride on your own. If you're like in a group going on a horse ride for like something you signed up for, it's about the ride and the experience and not how fast you can go. So right. don't race your friends. Enjoy the surroundings. Enjoy the symbiotic relationship betwixt you and the horse. And uh, speaking of surroundings, if you're riding in a wooded area, make sure you lift a, a branch that you might pass under straight up when you pass underneath it, uh, because it's super rude to let it fling back in the face of the next person, right? That's a good call. <laughs> um, here's, here's something that I actually didn't know that I was surprised to, learned, to learn. 
Uh, if you hear a strange noise while riding, you should turn your horse to face the direction of the sound. Um, so they're easily spooked, right? Because they are prey animals. Their their eyes on the sides of their head and whatnot. Um, and it, there's a better chance that the animal will feel in control of identifying its surroundings if it's actually looking at the sound, right? And a less chance that it will run off in fear. <laughs> well, that also makes sense if you think about, like we said earlier, horses can defend themselves, right? But there's a lot of like rearing up, you mm-hmm. know, in, yeah, involved in that. It's difficult to stay on a horse that doesn't want you on there. Right. And if something comes at a horse from the side, right, they're not as, all their defense is in the front and the back kicking. They can't kick to the side, right? And so, like, putting something scary at the side of a horse is where it's least defensible. That's why things try to sneak up on horses. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, uh, remember that horseback riders have technically have the right of way in most situations. Um, hikers and drivers should yield to them. Um, but, you know, always be prepared and conscious of your surroundings because they might not know that. Mm-hmm. Um, never tie a horse with the bridle reins, uh, which is the the bit you use to lead it with that I talked about earlier. Um, and, you know, make sure that if you tie your horse to something, it's safe and secure because, you know, I've, I've seen that... that uh, <laughs> that's seen in westerns a bunch where the horse just like takes off right mm-hmm. yeah um again if you're riding close to a road for any reason um I, if you were riding on a trail i don't think this would this would apply but you should probably ride wearing a reflective vest and facing traffic a lot like you would for uh for walking against traffic um, so then let's see you, when you're riding a horse, you need to be respectful of the property that you're on. And like we talked about, we, you probably at this point, um, unless you are, are riding it for actual conveyance or for work, um, you would be riding in a lot of like national parks or like a community farm or even a private stables, right? Um, And so you need to be respectful of the space and the owners. So don't litter, don't antagonize other animals, um, and don't go off the trail if that's where you're supposed to ride, you know? Yes. Um, I I would like to end us with a few interesting horse facts. Please do. Uh, in the interest of of the interest of horses, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, so horses have almost three hundred and sixty degree vision. They only have two blind spots directly in front and directly behind. I once again thought, for some reason, my brain filled in. They have three hundred and sixty bones. <laughs> You need to work on your active listening. I, yeah, skills. I don't know why my brain's like, I know the next word, it's bones. It's like it's not bones. <laughs> um, so another fun fact. Forty million years ago after the dinosaurs is when the first horse like creature appeared in nature. Um, they looked a little more like dogs, and there is actually a very perfectly preserved uh, fossil of one of these so-called first horses, and you can even see its last meal. Oh? Grapes. Cool. Yeah. Um, 
so the thing that we talked earlier about horses is like their kind of uh, their connective abilities, right? And science has shown that they can express emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you monitor emotions by ex- their expressive face and uh, their personality. So they've been shown to feel curious, afraid, affectionate, and you know a lot of other human-like emotions. Do you, do you think? Do you think that she is interested in horse emotions? Yes, I think so very much. Very much. Um, And they have discovered up to 17 different facial expressions, which is uh, three more than chimps and one more than dogs. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. Well, you know what, folks? That's going to do it for us. Thank you so much. Once again, it is the Max Fun Drive. Uh, The way it works, you go to MaximumFun.org forward slash join. You pick a level that you're comfortable with, or maybe uh, you're able to bump up to the next level this year if you're already a member, or maybe you're not ready to bump up to the next level. If that's the case, maybe consider boosting. The way boosting works is that if you're already a member and you're not ready to move up to the next level, you can increase your donation by a little bit of money. It won't uh, it won't make you eligible for those rewards this year, but it is a way to give a little bit more to the art and to the content creators, to the content that you love. Uh, so you can do that at MaximumFun.org slash manage, or you can become a new member at MaximumFun.org slash join. And if you're not able to, we totally understand Share the links, go to all of your social medias and say, hey, check out this show. I think this was a really fun episode that I had a lot of good times talking about. So if you enjoyed well, it, Well, of too, course, you had good yeah, times. Yeah, I had fun. We talked about my horses. Jokes. And I made my jokes. You know, I made my silly little jokes like <laughs> I like to do. Uh, and if you enjoyed it, you can share it with people. Um, if you go on Twitter and share that you have um, you have joined Max Fun or that uh, you enjoy this episode and want to share it with other people who might enjoy it if you tag us at schmannerscast you will get a lovely thank you message um and speaking of joining twitter that's where we get a lot of our our listener submitted questions when we take those so uh take a look at that also you can um email us suggestions schmanners at gmail schmannerscast schmannerscast excuse me at gmail.com um and you can join our Fan Run Facebook group, uh, Schmanners Fanners, if you would love to give and get excellent advice. And we always thank Brent, Brent Lavosh Black, for our theme music, which is available as a ringtone wherever ringtones are found. That's the only one I can remember. We thank Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art and Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for the cover picture of that uh, fan run Facebook group and of course Alex yes couldn't do it without Alex thank you so much and once again thank you to folks uh, your your membership contributions to Schmanners is what allows us to do stuff like pay Alex uh, because one people should get paid for their work and two we have two kids so there's not always time uh, for us to do all that research and Alex really helps us out with that uh, go check out all the other amazing shows at MaximumFun.org and one more time Thank you for listening. That's going to do it for us. Join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.